All right, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of the Modes That Make Fatherhood. I'm not even doing an intro for this one because this one, it's just me. Uh, I just wanted to do a, a mid-season recap of some of the things that I've learned so far talking to the guests on the show um, on a podcast. It's been amazing so far, even though we're only seven episodes in. I feel like I've learned so much uh, from the fathers that I've been talking to, and I'm so grateful uh, for the people who've been on the podcast so far and everybody that's listening. So I want to thank you again for taking the time to listen. I've decided that we're going to do 15 episodes in this season. So for episode seven, here's the mid-season review, just some things that I've learned so far and just some nuggets, um, some things that I wanted to share. And I'll just get right into it. And the first thing I wanted to share that I feel like we need to consider as parents from the episode where the very first episode where I spoke with my father, one of the things that I learned is that some of us feel like we were robbed in childhood. Some of us feel like that our parents could have done better. Some of us feel like our parents failed us. And what I wanted to say about that is that we have to give our parents some grace. Like our parents, and in most cases, they didn't have all the tools they needed to teach us the best way that they could. In a lot of cases, our parents were doing the best that they could with the tools that they were given. And I think it can, you know, it gets better with, by generation, you know, trying to get better as a parent. We're evolving. We're trying to learn. And like I said, they were doing the best that they could in most cases. And I feel like we feel like as 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 kids, like sometimes we we unfairly judge our parents because we're personally invested in that situation. We, um, we got the brunt of that. We, we experienced trauma from some, you know, some of us experienced trauma from our parents and we're like, your job was to protect me. Your job was to teach me. Your job was to guide me and you failed me. And, you know, it's tough to think about that. And when I have to, you know, one of the things I think about when I, when it comes to my parents is, you know, I have to think about myself and I think about the fact that I'm not perfect as a parent and, you know, nobody can expect me to be. So how could I have expected that from my parents? And I think that where some of us, um, some of us get upset and some of the friends that I've been talking to about their childhood and about their relationship with their parents is that there's a lot of our parents who they don't really want to take accountability. And, and that's something that I feel like, you know, we have to look at and we have to make sure we're doing as parents when we do things that we we would rather not do or something that we would say is out of character or out of the person that we want to be as parents is that we have to take accountability for that. I know a lot of parents in the generation before us, they say, you know, what? I did the best I could and that's it. But can you at least acknowledge that some of the things you've done or some of the things you did or it caused me a little bit of trauma, or it made my life a little bit more difficult than it had to be um, as an adult, as, you know, going through life as a kid, going into an adult and becoming a parent, some things and some tools that I didn't have. Can you at least acknowledge that? I think that's where some of us get hurt because, you know, we know our parents aren't perfect, but some of our parents don't want to acknowledge the fact <laughs> that they weren't. Um, but give your parents some grace. And the second thing I want to say is, Give yourself some grace. You're not perfect either. There's no manual to how you're supposed to be a parent. 
There's no guide to this. There's a lot of books out there written and that's proof in itself that there's no one right way. There's tons of books out there. Everybody has different opinions on how you should do things. And you know what? No one book is going to give you all the right answers because all of our kids are different. Many of us has, have two different kids or three different kids or however many kids, and they're all different. They don't have the same personality. No one way of talking to them works um, you know, all the time. And our kids are constantly evolving and changing. Like the way I talk to my son is not the same way I speak to my daughter because they're polar opposites. So I'm not going to get how to parent them out of a book. Yeah, I'll get some great advice. Yeah, I'll get some good ideas. And I'll, and I'll take those things with me and I'll put them in my toolbox. But it's not going to work all the time. And that's just life. So give yourself some grace for not being a perfect parent because you're never going to be. And But just remember that when you're giving yourself some grace, it doesn't give you a free pass to not be better. You have to constantly be analyzing and, and looking at yourself and your own actions and, and own behavior and, and feel like and, and question yourself. Check yourself. I'm like, all right, am I, is this who I want to be as a parent? Is this who I want to be as a person? Give yourself some grace, but also hold yourself accountable. It's necessary. We have to do those things. I'm looking at my notes here, right? So the third thing I have written down is that we have to remember that our kids have opinions and our kids have feelings. And our kids' opinions and feelings are very valid, no matter what age they are. You know, I feel like as parents, we feel like we know what's best for our kids. And in most cases, we do. But it doesn't mean that we don't get to hear our kids out. I know if you come from where I come from and the upbringing I came from, that kids were meant to be seen and not heard. Like you stay in a child's place. Like children have their place. And in some aspect, in some respect, they do. But we have to be able to look at what place that is. They are very much little human beings and they very much have their own thoughts and feelings. And they should be free to express those. And our job as parents is to guide them through that process, to teach our kids how to express those feelings, expand their emotional vocabulary, how to express themselves in a way that's appropriate, in a way that prepares them for the world, for life, for for future communication with other people. We have to do that. And with us, they have to be safe, that we should be their safe space to be able to express their thoughts and feelings, to be able to mess up, to be able to say things like out of pocket every now and then because they're not perfect. There are grown ass adults who don't know how to express their feelings appropriately, that lose their cool, that lose their temper, that say off off color comments all the time because they don't know how to control themselves or their emotions. How can we expect our kids to do it all the time? We got to guide them through that. Or they become adults who don't know how to control their emotions, who don't know how to express themselves appropriately who can't use the right words. So they throw things or get angry and lash out and hurt people. We gotta be the ones that guide our kids through this process. Let them express their thoughts and their feelings in an appropriate fashion. The next thing I have written down is that we cannot make excuses. We've all been through shit. We all have our own experience, our own trauma. 
obviously, you know, like that, if you heard that famous, like that, that Will Smith video where he, where he talks about, um, you know, fault and responsibility, right? It's not our fault. The things that we've been through, the things that we've experienced, the traumatic experiences that we've had in our lives, whatever happened in our life is not our fault. Most of the things that happened when we were younger, but it's damn sure our responsibility to do something about it. It's damn sure our responsibility to make it right, to heal from that trauma, to be better people. So do whatever you got to do to heal from your trauma. If you have, it. we all have it in some respect. Don't sit and say, don't be a victim. Right? Because if you're a victim, then you raise kids who become victims and you don't want to be that. You don't want to do that to your kids. Heal your trauma and don't let your shit spill over onto your kids unnecessarily. Don't make excuses. And say, you know, all oh, my parents did this and my parents did that. And I've been through this and I've been through that. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to keep complaining about it. You're going to keep being a victim. Or are you going to do something about it? Are you going to heal? Are you going to take some action? Because that's what we will teach our kids to do, right? To take appropriate action. For things that happen to them. We can't go through life being victims. It doesn't serve anybody. You or your children. We got to play the hand we were dealt. And that's just a part of life. So deal with that shit. It ain't easy. But nobody ever said it was going to be. So just deal with it. The next thing I have is. We got to be willing to accept feedback from our peers, from uh, our partners, our spouses, and even from our kids. We got to be able to accept feedback. You know, I've sat down with my kids and I've said, hey, what can we do better? Right? What can we all do better? Let's write it down. Tell me what daddy can do better. How can I be a better parent? Is there anything that I do that? that you don't like, that you wish I could do better. Like some one times I was talking to my son, he was like, well, sometimes you cuss, <laughs> you cuss at me. <laughs> All right. And, you know, I don't like, I cuss when I'm talking to him sometimes, but I don't like, I don't call him names or no shit like that. But I, but sometimes I cuss. I'm like, when I'm upset or when he does something, um, you know, that bothers me and I'm talking to him, I'm trying to talk through it. Sometimes I cuss. And he don't like when I cuss because he know that's when I'm mad. He know that's when something upsets me. He know, you know, like I'm starting to little boil over when I start to cuss that it really bothers me. And I was like, you know what? You know, if you don't like that, then. Then I, I won't do that anymore. I try my best not to do that when I'm talking to you. I won't I won't cuss when I'm talking to you. Um, you know, I'll still cuss from time to time, but just like but not when I'm talking to him. Um, and I'm not perfect, man. You know, it's going to slip out, man. It'll slip out every now and then, but I have to acknowledge his feelings and I have to take feedback from my son. If that's not the way he wants to be spoken to, then I got to respect that. Like he's a human. Like I said, he's a person. He has feelings. And he has a right to express that. And I got to acknowledge it and then I got to do better. But a lot of us didn't get that. A lot of us didn't get that growing up. So take that feedback. Um, allow yourself to be humble. Have some humility. Like, you know what? I don't have it all figured out. And I'm willing to take feedback from where whoever has it. You know who those people are in your life that you can trust with that feedback. 
that's not going to judge you. Use utilize those people and get that feedback. Utilize your kids. Now, who know who would know better? They do know a little something. Um, more than we like to give them credit for. What do I got? What else do I got here? So <laughs> the next thing I have, right, is we have to, we got to be okay with uncertainty. And like I said, there's no rule book to this. There's no, there's no guide on how to parent your kids. And a lot of times we don't even know if what we're doing is having a good impact, a negative impact. We don't even know. We're just doing what we think is best at the time. And really, that's all we can do. And we just got to trust that sometimes we're not going to see um, the result. We just got to trust it. If we're doing our best and we're continuously growing and trying to learn and trying to be better and being accountable and reflecting on our, on our own shit, everything that we've done. We got to trust that, you know, it's going to be OK. You know, the past few days, me and my son, we've been going at it. I don't know what it, what's been going on or why things have been tension has been high between me and my son. He's very opinionated and, you know, he he says exactly what's on his mind. And, you know, just the past few days, like I said, we've had some disagreements and it's not been the best. and. You know, there's been times where I know he's gone to sleep and he wasn't in a good mood because we had we got into it a little back and forth right before bed. And, you know, I'm like, all right, how can I what can I do? Like and I and I knew he was frustrated with me. We were frustrated with each other. I get it. He hates to be told what to do. He hates to be, you know, he feels like he he has an opinion about everything. He has his own um system and you know belief system and and set of morals and beliefs and you know i always i don't always agree with that so the other night you know i I had he went to bed and i had some things to do and sometimes my son sleeps on the floor in his room i don't know he just don't like sleeping in bed sometimes sometimes he just sleeps on the floor it's weird to me like flat on his on his stomach too no pillow i'm like what the hell are you doing like, how can that be comfortable? We just sometimes that's comfortable with him. Whatever. Either way. He's, sleep, he's sleeping on the floor and I hate sleeping on the floor. I'm, I feel like I'm at a place where whenever I sleep on the floor, my body hurts um, the next day. I'm I'm not at the age where sleeping on the floor is cool. So but when I was done doing my work, I took my blankets and, and my pillow and I went and slept on my son's floor next to him. And. You know, he didn't even know I was there until the morning, but I just I just slept on the floor next to him because I was hoping that when he woke up and saw me there, it would give him the the feeling and the impression that we were on the same team. That even though we we got into it the night before, that I'm here with you, man, always. And. You know, we didn't talk much about it. I didn't express that to him. I just I just laid there and hoped that he knew that. And, um, you know, because sometimes like, I don't know, you only need a big lecture. And I don't know if that will have any effect or or if it or if it won't, you know, but 
I did it because I thought it was the right thing to do. And I can only hope, right? I'm not going to see the the fruit of that or how it affects him internally. But he asked me the next day later on in the afternoon, he's like, why did you sleep on my floor? And I was just like, you know, I just wanted to to be next to you, man. I just wanted to be be with you. And that was all we said about it. And I just hope that it had an, had an effect and impact that he understood that, you know, we're on the same team. I'll sleep on the floor with you, man, right beside you. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't want this episode to last too long, man. I just wanted to give some thoughts. And the last thing I will say is kind of a caveat and kind of piggybacking off of what I just said is that to be okay with uncertainty, but to accept the fact that you're not in control. We're not in control of how our kids turn out. We just do the best that we can. Your, your kid doesn't have to be an athlete like you. Your kid doesn't have to be a scholar student. Your kid doesn't have to be, uh, you know, flying to the moon or no shit like that. Like it, We're not in control of how it turns out. Let them be who they're going to be. Do the best you can and let them be who they're going to be. And, and don't, re- you know, don't end up resenting them because they're not who you thought they were going to turn out to be. Sometimes our kids aren't who, who we thought they were going to be. We feel like we raise them a certain way and they turn out different. And we're like, who are you? <laughs> like, I don't even know you. This is not the house you were raised in. This is not who I raised you to be. And our kids, sometimes they don't turn out how they think we they should. Hey, let them find their path. And understand that you are not in control. Just do what you can. And guide them. Guide them through the process. Accept who they become. And love them always. And that's your job as a parent. Your job. And I said the, I said this the other day, and you know, somebody I was talking to, that if I could sum up my job as a parent, it's to prepare my children for what life is gonna be like without me. If I prepared my kids, and there's a lot more to it than that, but that's just me summing it up. If I can prepare them for what life is like when I'm gone, how to live life and succeed and navigate through it, then I, I've done my job to, to an extent um, just to prepare them for life without me, for what it's going to bring, because it's a cold world. And life is going to throw a lot of shit at your kids. And they got to be ready for that. They got to be ready to, you know, deal with bullies. They got to be ready to deal with people trying to get over on them. Heartbreak. Relationships. Everything that this world is going to throw at them. And all we can do is our best to prepare them for that. Not to shelter them. Not to baby them. But to guide them. For life without you. So understand that you're not in control. Control the things that you can and love them always. I hope you all have been enjoying the podcast so far. I'm going to keep it going as long as I can. I love doing this. Um, Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. And that's all I have for you on episode seven of the Molds That Make Fatherhood. Hope you all have an amazing day, an amazing week. And we got a good one for the next one. 
I won't share anything about it, but we got a good one. A good friend of mine I interviewed for the next episode talking about parallel parenting and like building connections with your kids. I thought it was really good. So keep on listening. And uh, if you got any suggestions, feel free to hit me up. If you know me, feel free to, you know, uh, send a message on the YouTube page, whatever. Um, I'm open to suggestions and topics and go to, you know, go to iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star review. Uh, If it's not a five-star review, hit me up personally. Tell me what can make it a five-star and we'll get better. But listen, only only five-star reviews. Um, so I appreciate it and leave comments, leave your, leave your, um, comments if you want on the iTunes or Apple podcast with a five-star review, tell me what you love about it. And, um, tell me, just let me know. Cause I want to keep this thing going. I love you. I hope y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the modes that make fatherhood. I hope you enjoyed it. Please continue to follow us along on this journey. And if you want to see the video of this conversation, check us out on YouTube. Please share this with your friends if you found value. And I'll see you next time.